Welcome to Owen and Brew's Barbecue. Today, we're cracking up a couple cold Melu Run punches. Uh, just kicking back old school with the things that we like. And I'm joined by Nick. My name's Matt. And we're here to talk about Bad Batch. At least the episodes that we liked from the last three. So <laughs> we have, uh, not to show our entire hand here, but uh, spoilers ahead for Bad Batch. Season one, we have episodes 11, 12, 13. And uh, guess which one we don't think is lucky. <laughs> uh, Nick, how, how are you doing? Just peachy. Just uh, yeah, I actually was quite, you know, it's, it's funny how like, so for everyone out there, Matt, Matt and I try to do these, you know, as like we, we always tend to find these cartoons be a trilogy. Uh, but for some reason this season, we've gotten more two episode arcs than three mm-hmm. episode arcs. And this one at first, like, oh, I, I was like really pleased. I thought, oh, yes, we hit on the first episode of a new trilogy. Yes. For this. And then so the first two are very Ryloth centric. I was really happy. And then the third one, the 13, is like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, like ah, oh, no more Ryloth. Yeah, but uh, I still enjoyed the episodes. They just kind of the third. Yeah, like we can get into episode thirteen and what well, I did and did not like about it. But well, last last podcast, and if anybody's actually listening to these in chronological order, or if you've been, you know, can't remember exactly what we said about, but we kind of predicted certain things that didn't happen. <laughs> we should have known with the episode like Ryloth in it that we would have seen one in particular character. Like I can't believe our we did not think of the two things together. No, the most never, obvious thing never clicked. Not one yeah. bit did it click. Uh, we had young Kanan. Of course, we saw young Hera, and that's probably why we love these two episodes so much. Um, yeah. It's like we I mentioned to you I think last week uh, before we recorded Bramble. <clears throat> Before we heard Ramblecast, that uh, it's hard to say its its name. Yeah, well, my voice cracked like I was thirteen again. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'd like to buy some fries. Now uh, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, but, sorry. Uh, anyway, Ryloth. Ryloth. Yeah, but it was something to do with hair. Loving, loving to fly, and uh, oh, wait, it'll hit me later. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, good good episodes. I. We did one thing that we were kind of leaning towards is the kind of the A-team aspect of like the last group of episodes we had where, you know, it was like, oh, there's a separatist and they come in, they save the day and on to the next adventure. And that kind of felt like how this was setting, you know, it it did lead into this Ryloth where it was kind of like they're hired again, you know, um, for another job. Um, Yeah. The second, the episode 12, to me, even though I enjoyed it, it felt kind of like a, a... a redo of the episode we got a few uh, episodes back where they rescued the uh, the senator, right? And I was like, oh, because like I, I in my mind when I rewatched these because it's been a while, a week or so since I watched them, I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, is this the rescue with the senator and the in the tanks in town, or is this the you know what I'm trying to think? Because like, yeah. to me, they kind of felt the same episode, right? And I still enjoyed it. But yeah, I mean, again, it kind of sets up to me. It, it's reminiscent of the the A team, like love it when a plan comes together. Oh, we right. all kind of do our our thing to to save the day uh, on on to the next planet that we need to save. You know, um, but that aside, um, 
seeing even just seeing like kind of the early inklings of of Hera and Omega mm -hmm. becoming friends or being curious about each other, being kids in this kind of you know post republic you know um it does make me fearful about Omega though. You know, it's like, yeah. cause we know there's been no, cause why would there be any mention to her right. after, after this, but it's like, we know there's never been. So, and then there's, she was in it. She wasn't in rebels cause she wasn't created yet, but it's like, one mm -hmm. of those things like, well, something has to happen yeah. to make her not be present in rebels now. Uh, so, so here's one. And, and I know we haven't even gotten to the, to the shows. Right. But, you know, it's it's all Star Wars that we're talking about here. One of the things about Bad Batch that I've been like, oh, why why can't we see Alpha and Omega together? When are we going to see that? Like, we've learned that, yeah. you know? Could it be that the first time we see them together is actually in uh, Book of Boba? Like, are they, are they holding out the card of, like, Omega comes back and we see Omega older? That's actually a very, very good prediction because, like, we assume that she, you know, because it's Disney. I mean, it's Disney yeah. and Star Wars. You're not going to kill off someone unless they really need to be killed off. And mm -hmm. even then, they always manage to come back. Um, that, you know, I figure Dave Filoni will try to work her in at, at some point. So it's either going to be, like you said, Boba Fett or Ahsoka. Yeah. And right, right. The, one, the one thing I definitely want to see with Ahsoka is I want to see uh, the Mandalorian come back to Ahsoka and be like, yeah, so I left the kid with some guy named Skywalker. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, that's a good one. Now, did you see, uh, just to stay on the Mandalorian for a second, did you see that, that Comic-Con approved, Lucasfilm approved image of Luke with baby Grogu? Baby Yoda. I don't believe the, so. The Grogu. Um, it, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's like Luke's standing there and he's kind of holding uh, like a force crystal. Mm -hmm. And Grogu is levitating the parts of a lightsaber. Oh. And uh, Well, you know it's coming at some point, yeah. Yeah, so, and then I, and then I saw something else where like Mark Hamill had made a, a quote about like having to be so secret um, about the Mandalorian, like he can't well, even talk anything about it, which makes me think, is he? Yeah, I, I think he's coming back uh, because yeah. I know that because if you if you look at you know, the last episode of the Mandalorian with the uh, the CGI version of Luke, you know, there's definitely some times where it looks a little fake, but that's mm -hmm. going to be normal. There was a deep fake version of that, you know, some fan made. Right. And, and they made it better. Hired. They, they hired him. Yeah. So, okay. Right. I read that today too. I was like, that's yeah. awesome. You know, yeah. That's guy. wow. I mean, good, good on you. Good on you, Kirsten. <laughs> well, yeah. not, not just that, but like, I think that same person had done a, a deep fake of Tarkin and Lance. I think he's done a bunch of them. Yeah. 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 So, you know, he was working on his resume, the, mm -hmm. the old school way. Yeah. Oh, bro, grease. Um, you're gonna notice me yeah, yeah. put in those 80 hour shifts <laughs> um maybe maybe you'll get a bonus a signing bonus so uh yeah and i mean yeah if they if they can use hamill and uh yeah i, I think you know because i mean it's definitely a character that he knows he owns basically yeah and i think 
if I was Mark Hamill, yeah, I know that he said that you know he, that the whole sequel trilogy left a lot of bitterness in him because mm-hmm. of just suggestions he made that were not same as Lucas, like suggestions right. they made were not listened to, sure. and then the fact that you know that when Carrie Fisher died, I think a lot of Mark Hamill died as well, as in just. I'm never going to see my friends again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it, just on screen. You know, he's going to see. It, but I think it. I think it also probably cemented for him, like when when she died, because it was such a shock. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like oh she's going to. You know, it was like, you know, it was it was a drug overdose. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. for for you know, intense purposes. So so you know that that came as a and I think in that moment he all of that kind of bitterness or bile that was kind of under the surface kind of galvanized in him in a way. And I, I really feel like Mark Hamill is a different, he's changed from her death in a way where he is a, he is a lot more like, I will be vocal. Like I will speak up. And and I think, I I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's, he's definitely a lot more available yeah, well, I mean, when you're when you're making those movies, you're under that basically you know, cease and assist, but you know whatever they call it, a gag order. You know, you can't say anything. You know, and he couldn't right. be negative about it because it'll cost the movie money if he does. So it's like he can be sued, but now that he's not under that, he can say whatever he wants. But I, I mean, he's st- still clearly working for Disney. Yeah, so, and, and, and I, we're going to see. Yeah, I think if, if if he can still have this CGI version of Luke, you know, when needed. Yeah, I think he. I think because I think he is happy to do that because it's the prime Luke that we never got. And it's still right. the Luke, the hope Luke, the, the Luke, you know, that people want. And I think he's more than willing to, to go into that era uh, yeah. and, and do it. And like, to me, I always, I, you know, when they, when they did the whole sequel trilogy, I was like, fine, you can have this time period, but show us, show us this time period. And I'm, I'm glad that they're finally getting to it. Um, and maybe maybe that's my biggest criticism with Bad Batch as well, is that if you're holding something back from us, stop. Like, just get to the good part. Like, yeah. I'm not saying you have to play, like, like, all the greatest hits all the way up front, and it has to be, like, some kind of caricature of A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back. I don't want that as a fan. What I do want is, like, if if there is an Omega... Uh, Alpha Omega moment coming, give it to us in this season. And after getting to episode 13 and getting what is now the lowest ranked IMDb <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Bad Batch episode, you know, and, and for just reasons because that episode goes nowhere. Nowhere. It's almost like a Temple of Doom ripoff in a lot of ways. It, uh, uh, that's what I thought. As soon as I saw the carts, the push carts, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, oh, is there going to be a chase on the on the carts and like some random thing trying to kill them? And I was like, and sure enough, I was like, that's that's what it is. I was like, with with a name like Infested, and 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 trust me, my daughter was just like, like she's a cringe. Like I don't like scary things. The scariest episode of Clone Wars has to deal with like the the zombie worm yeah, kind of stuff. Like, mind worms, yeah. like so she was already like, ah, uh, like I know the Geonosians had that too. Like, so she's thinking in those terms. Our fears about the title Infested were worse than whatever they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they yeah. didn't do anything to to satisfy that. So that is my. Um, I'll tell you what I really feel about the episode. Um, but it stems from that 
non-delivery on something and the 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 ends never justified the means it just it felt so filler and if you're introducing a bug creature like we need more than just like a, oh we just knocked him out with light and then we're done good on tech for finally having to show us what he can do it's it's now 13 episodes in and we know what tech's good at coming up with really cool gadgets that can save the day okay that's what i really feel um i i i i don't know what else to say about it <laughs> it's just we don't, we don't have yeah uh i know i'm i'm jumping to the end to the it's, end yeah it's, it's only because i am so well, frustrated by that episode. well to me like I, I think i said that to you in a text like to me the only if they do anything with this episode it's only because they're either introducing that character with the horns that was, right you know or they're somehow going to introduce these pikes to eventually lead us to the crime syndicate, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's the only thing you can get out of that episode where it's like, well, what bits of value can right. we take from this episode? And that's it. There's nothing really of value in the episode. Cause it's like, it's, I mean, I'll go, I'll go ahead and talk about episode 30. So it's like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's things like, okay, so Sid was removed from her bar and you're like, okay, yeah, fine. Uh, and then she basically just comes in like, we're going to do what I say. We're going to take it back. And, and you're like, okay. She had some plucky uh, yeah. like n- nicknames. And that, that is the one nice thing that I'll say about it. <laughs> yeah. But then it's like, it's things like as soon as they get the spice or lose the spice, yeah. they immediately go back to the bar. It's like, why would you do that? You know, it's like, other than just for the, the dumb plot reason, but it's and, like, and like, by the way, Animators, let me just cut to the chase. We don't care about how bad the pikes are and their spice and what you do with spice with the pikes. We get it. We already like went through that wormhole of an episode way back in Clone Wars. The worst episode from the last season of Clone Wars that you could possibly give us. And you showed us that you can deliver on some really amazing stuff. And right before you deliver on amazing stuff, you take a wild left turn that leads effing nowhere <laughs> oh it's just and and i think knowing what the next episode is called too which is war war mantle oh then that'll be, hopefully and then be and then it's yeah. like it's like looking it's like being delivered a greasy salad like it's um and i can i can survive off salad i love salads but it's i'm saying it's not the best it's wilty it's just like it's infested right but you know, War Mantle's coming, and it's a nice, juicy steak. It's got like broiled edges to it. It's 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 still, you know, it's not too well done. It's raw in the middle still. Okay, War Mantle. I can't wait for that. Um, but it's just why? Why do the animators do that? I mean, you can introduce cool characters that get their horns ripped off. By also delivering something that might be semi-exciting, and I and I hate to crap on the the writers or the director for this, but come on, like <laughs> glad you glad you got your paycheck. Hope you bought a place in the San Fernando Valley. Um, Hera, though, wow, yeah, it was a nice, pleasant surprise. So, on to the Devil's Deal, the, the episode the, eleven the of this deal. Devil's mm-hmm. Deal, and uh, the Devil's Deal is. 
nothing. It's not a yeah. sex act. It yeah. has to do with the fact that Ryloth is oh. basically like working with the Empire. They're like, uh, they're this changing of guard is taking place, and and they're they're making a deal with the Empire. Yeah, and it, it's sad in a way because like you know it almost reflects sometimes real life uh, in that. You know they were everyone a lot. Ryloth was freedom fight freedom fighters, and uh, you know now they're being forced to accept the empire's protection in order you know for them to have jobs, uh, which is you know and they, they do a really good job of explaining or showing that in that the empire doesn't really care about the citizens of Ryloth. They're just there to have their power over the planet and extract what minerals they need to build a stronger empire. But you can tell like when, uh, true, colonial, true colonialism. Yeah. True colonial. Yeah. Like when, cause when you finally see in the middle of the episode, when you see the Sundulas actually visit the mining complex, uh, the, uh, Sindura, which is the mother, uh, of Hera, you know, basically looks at it and says, I thought this was supposed to be a civilian installation, but yet I see all these cannons around, you know, and, the uh, uh, Admiral Rampart just kind of goes like, "Oh, well, you know, your security wasn't that good, you know, with the Republic, so we've you know made sure that we're protecting Ryloth." It's like, well, obviously, you're just protecting the mining facility. You're not really protecting the citizens, and so it's things like that. As I, you know, a kid that probably just go right out of your head as a kid, but like right. as an adult, you can put those pieces together uh, pretty well. Um, I thought that was good, and then. Uh, exactly, and that's where you start to see these, you know, the Sindulas again. You're like, oh my god, are we going to get to see, you know, Hera? And then sure enough, yeah. you do, and you're like, oh my god, it's Hera. You know, it was just funny because Hera wasn't even like in Rebels is not even my favorite character by any means, but it's just mm-hmm. nice to see her. You know, like I, we've talked about that before that Sabine was always my favorite, but yeah, I don't know why I like Sabine, I just do. Sure. Uh, well, she's got that, you know independent wild streak like don't tell me what i can't do kind of right. attitude you know like i'm gonna you know striking out on her own against her family you know but mm. still being familial like that kind of sounds like you to me like <laughs> like I, i'll go out and, and do with my own thing dad but uh i'm gonna call you up though <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah um but yeah it, it uh this whole thing though with um and i'm I'm blanking on his name, but the 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 blue Twi'lek that is just Ta, Senator Ta. Yeah, um, the the worst. Like, I mean, he basically just T A A is his name. Like, is he the only fat Twi'lek that we've ever seen? We've seen other fat fat. Do you call them Twi'leks or Twi'leks? I call them Twi'leks. Twi'leks. Hey, where the Twi'leks at? Uh, (laughs) uh, In the back. Yeah, I, I thought we'd seen turtle, uh, turkey neck Twi'leks before. But yeah, yeah, I mean, we've seen, we've definitely seen him from Clone Wars, so it was yeah. a nice kind of pullover from Clone Wars, and we're seeing seeing not only him, but then also Hera's father, who you know, like becomes a is still a freedom fighter, basically in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, did um, did you think at some point um, Hera's mom was going to get shot? Yes, especially in this in episode twelve. Okay, I was really expecting her to die because we just because of things that we know. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we're kind of skipping around a little bit, but like the action- sorry, I, I couldn't remember at what point that there was a moment, but I think it it is in twelve, and it's when um, 
yeah. uh, crosshair basically has them in his crosshair. So that's at the right? that's at the end of twelve. I mean eleven. That's at, that's at eleven. Sorry, okay. when, when they kill Ty. Well, they don't kill him, but I, I, you thought like you took a shot to the head. You think yeah. he did? Uh, yeah, that's at the end of eleven. Um, okay, but see, that's the. I think that was the moment that I thought something might go awry and right. actually kill her. You know, there, there's only one scene that I thought was really neat that if you don't have a very good memory of rebels, you'll, you'll completely skip over it like in your brain Mm -hmm. and it's in episode 12 and it's when, uh, Hera asks uh, Omega, like, why do you trust them? You know, and why do you believe them or something like that to that effect? And she goes, because they're my, he's my brother. talking about Hunter. And then she goes, well, they're all my brothers. And Hera looks down like really sadly. And she goes, that must be nice. And it's because in Rebels, it's only one line or two mm. lines between uh, uh, Hera and uh, Admiral Thrawn when he's looking at that little uh, oh, statue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And she goes, this one here symbolizes an extreme loss of maybe a sister or a brother. You know, So mm-hmm. you know that Hera has lost her brother. Wow. And probably from a very young age. And it's... That's a good. That's a good callback. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's you have to good. catch. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. to catch that. And you wonder if like it's Harris' fault, maybe like or something mm. like. But you don't mm. know. I don't know if we'll ever find that out. Right, but it's just right. it's one of those like, oh, that's a really deep cut there that you have to yeah. catch. There was a like a a Y wing, like a Clone Wars style uh, Y wing crash um, that we see like in the in one of the scenes. Um. And I apologize for not knowing what scene this is, but uh, that is the that is what we believe that the chopper came from. Like he came from that crash because he always, oh. and that that's from a Rebels episode right, where right. They're, they're back and he's very like wistful about this Y wing because and and we find out that yeah like that's that's how they came to be because I didn't expect to see Chopper. Um, no, yeah, yeah. You know, like I thought, I thought, oh, they meet later in life. You know, that was my my understanding from from the Rebels episode that that I'm kind of referencing. Um, so it was kind of nice to kind of see the connecting the dots. Like, nope, that crash happened. It's it's Clone War era Y wing, not Rebel era Y Y Y wing. You know, but that's that's where Chopper or C one ten P came from. So <laughs> he's the only one that's actually in film it's just yeah, you know, yeah the only one um so unique roly though so i'm always amazed at like how deep and detailed like some of their their references go you know um when when i've rewatched droids like there is there is a there's a flight crew that's basically it connects into um the speeder bike that Kanan drives like that. The, the company that made that style of speeder bike is some of the, the uh, characters from droids. So yeah, it's crazy how, how deep they go like to make these connections. So, um, and that's what I mean. Like sometimes, especially on these cartoons, like, you know, the people behind them really love star Wars to make these connections. And then, but then you get to like, things like the sequel trilogy to where it's not are you like crap on the sequel. No, not, not necessarily crap, but I'm just saying, but like, you know, but you, <laughs> you see how, like how thought out some of these episodes are like, mm-hmm. like these little things that connect. And it's like, you're either a deep fan, right? And you get it. 
or they'll just or it doesn't matter. It's like you either get it or you don't. And I always love things like that. Yeah. Whereas in like the sequel trilogy, a lot of it was just like hit you over the head with not saying copying, but like it's like you're like, oh, like, hey, did you catch that reference? Like, you know, like sure. I, I like them to be more subtle, like the ones that we catch. So it's like, oh, that's cool that they did that. Like, you know, you either get it or like how the ending of uh, Attack of the Clones lines up with Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't watch that one a lot, though. Oh, okay. But yeah. Um, so there's a character though that we haven't mentioned yet. Um, you went by the moniker on on your screen here as we're we're conferencing. But Hauser. Hauser. That, there's yes. a lot of questions I have about him for sure. But. Yeah. So I mean, we see we see him step up essentially, like through through these two episodes. Um, we see him kind of witnessing what the the he's being told to do, and then taking that and processing it and realizing that and to me like what's important about hauser i thought because he's got a little bit of gray hair he's gen one he's gen one yeah so is this showing that the chip the chips processing only goes so far yeah so that's 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 the questions i have is that there's a number like that one is specifically for sure it's like because this really isn't within the realm of order 66 you know right and so he's and so, and then you see it in the end of episode twelve, where you're like, "Oh, so a lot of these clones can still have independent thought. They're not mm-hmm. all just programmed robots." Like we're kind of led to believe, you know, in these first episodes, we're like, "Oh, like we're all following. If you go against this, then you're against the blah, blah blah." And so it's almost like they're returning back to themselves, and this could lead to like what we've kind of predicted about the whole uh, defense of Camino, yeah, uh, or uh, or some type of an uprising, which uprising, is- yeah. Which uh, would would you know Captain Rampart or Admiral Vice Admiral whatever insignia he's going by these days, but Rampart would actually enact the whole war mantle, which is why you know leading up, I would think that these last three episodes, especially because Infested left us less than infected, <laughs> um, I would think that the last three episodes would at least connect in some way that we're going to get a build up, you know, and the and a resolve of, of some type and, and probably a couple cl- couple cliffhangers as we go into the last three. Right. So. The other question I had is, you know, we're seeing throughout uh, Bad Batch anyway, is that we've done away with the clone troopers with their individual isms of their units. You know, you no longer have the 501st colors. You don't have the three, uh, 32nd. You don't, you don't have any of these oranges or yellows or blues mm. on the armors, but yet Hauser still had his shoulder paltron and the stripe down the center. And you're wondering like, is that really just to distinguish him as the officer or the lead? Right. You know, like, or what? Cause it's like no one other, no one else has it. Uh, yeah. And I also wondered like what color that was. Cause it wasn't, it was blue. And so, mm. but you know, he's not part of the 501st. So you're like, is that a darker color blue? Like what? And like who, what you know? Like it, it, so many questions in my head about like, well, he's got that color blue. What what Jedi was he assigned? Like I don't, uh, I'm sure. so curious. Like what mm-hmm. what he was before you know during the Clone Wars now. But I, I liked his. I mean, everyone did like liked his character because he was you know what we wanted to remember the clones as is someone who was friendly. Yeah, and and someone that did something that was for justice or saw saw injustice and and actually like reacted. You know, he, you know, 
Um, I, I could totally see maybe in this episode, not in this coming episode, maybe it could be this coming episode, maybe the Bad Batch trying to free some of their arrested brothers, you know, or, or, or at least planting that seed of rebellion, you know, within those clone troopers or something. Like, who knows? What if, and hear me out, what if the next two episodes are basically just them doing missions? <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, it's just all it is. It's like they're back, they're back with Sid again. Like, hey guys, you guys owe me more money. Like, go out and do this. They, they have to do more missions, uh, and yeah, I don't know what what does have me worried though is that the idea that you know, um, you know, Crosshair is hunting them to, yeah, yeah. to, to change them back. You know, like we always kind of wanted them to change him back, but that idea that if he captured one of them, like what would happen? And could so, could yeah, happen. could happen. Um, and and I guess if anything, like, uh, and I, I mean, we've mentioned Alpha or, or Boba Fett. Like, I think, I think that they would wait until season two to yeah. introduce. Like, I mean, like, let's talk what you said. Like, you know, season one of any Filoni show so far has always been build. It's always been right. character development and slowly introducing who are going to be the main chess pieces mm-hmm. and what's going to be his three, four, five season show. And it's not till season two to where the ball really gets going. And it's usually not even till the second half of the second season to where you're like, you know, like, okay, you've learned them. And then now you're like, let's go. Because uh, I mean, that, I that, could- we discussed that before. Like, you know, it's not till the end of season two of Rebels to where you're like, oh, now I really love this show. You know, right? I mean, you, you're interested, you're intrigued, you, but yeah, I mean, you definitely get the kind of the end of season one. You know, like I, I think of season one as almost like having like two really good highlight moments where you have the middle, you know, uh, thing where they they have to confront the um, uh, the Inquisitor, right, on the the demon dog planet. Like to me, that's a standout episode where, and then the resolution, you know, the, the thing is, is that the last arc or the last act of rebels, um, it's, it's a little clunky in the fact that at first, like, it's like, Oh, I want you to help me out. And Oh, I, I don't want you to help me out. Or it's, it's a little like, um, I don't know just how they get to that moment of, of going to rescue Kanan. Um, then I'd, I'd say that that's the other part. So I almost think like six in the last episode are really um, some of the more standout. I think it's six, um, the one that I'm thinking of. But anyway, um, to to that prediction, though, would we see a Jedi? That would be like a surprise kind of thing to see at the end of this uh, show. I can't see a, a Jedi being being with the show as a like a protagonist, like, Oh, you're you're going along on the journey with the Bad Batch, but I could see, I could see the introduction of at least like in an episode, like they they deal with a Jedi again or a Jedi that's on the run, or we, we kind of have almost like a, um, I don't know. It's just throwing it out there. It wouldn't yeah. surprise me because we have in the last episode of season one of, of Rebels, and that was the the thing that got everybody like pumped. It was that scene with Ahsoka, you well, know that. Well, there's only a handful that we could really do unless they make up another random well, Jedi. Yeah, to kill like, off. Even. Yeah, because you have you have Ophi, uh, who's not really a Jedi anymore. She's a 
you know, a disgraced Padawan. But right. I think I think they're saving her for the Ahsoka series if they bring sense. her back. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you could still deal with Shock T, but you know, there's definitely like three versions of her death in I, in Revenge of the Sith, but none yeah, of them just, are really officially acknowledged. You know, but I, I I think they'll just they're just gonna let the mystery of Shock T be, and <laughs> I could I could see. <laughs> Uh, I can see them though bringing in like a uh, one that we haven't seen, like like just being like, oh, you know, I mean, there's hundreds and thousands of Jedi, right? Like, I mean, there were a lot, and they're all on the run from Darth Vader. I mean, that would be, um, I don't know. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. We could see someone of a higher magnitude. Oh, we could even see Vader. You know. Well, that's that's kind of what like. If they if they make another series during this period, that's mm-hmm. kind of like right now you're seeing Bad Batch, so you're right. kind of seeing like a little bit of the spark of the not even really spark. You're seeing the end of the Clone Wars into the beginning of the Empire. Then you have Rebels, which is kind of the beginning of the Rebellion in a way. If you're gonna make another one, make it slap dab right in the middle. Uh, and I almost want it to be an Imperial type show to where you're seeing more. Vader esque, or I don't know. Well, that I will ever get that, but that's something <laughs> that I would want because you know they, people don't want to overplay Vader because like oh like how much gloom and doom can you do <laughs> right? But that's that's what I want to say because I always I love uh, the Force Unleashed uh, mm-hmm. video game and comic book, and that's kind of what I want to see at some point is some kind of secret apprentice or some kind of hunting of Jedi. I want to see that. I always like the darker stories. You're like, I just want to see Jedi shot down. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I do. I do. I, not, I don't see that. No, but I mean, I want to see, I always like the darker stuff. That's why I like adventures. That's why I like yeah. the force. Relation. I like that, that, that realm that we have never been allowed to explore mm-hmm. in the Star Wars universe, which is why I'm looking to act a lot. I'm, oh, looking, yeah? forward, I'm looking forward to anything that shows me, a little bit of what the life is like in the dark side, uh, you know, uh, and that's that's just I really think a lot of fans want that to see that. Like that's why people want a Revan, a Revan, a Revan, you know, old uh, uh, older public story. But we want to see something dark for a change of, you know, uh, and that's why you've heard me say a billion times I'd like to see a Plagueis, a Plagueis story of of just his quest for knowledge and teaching mm-hmm. a young uh, Sidious. And, it, well, I mean, maybe we'll get some of that in Acolyte. Maybe you know, like Maybe. who is the acolyte? We don't know yet. I, I'm um, almost, yeah, I'm almost because I've written, you know, we've, I've read so many different things about it. They're like, Oh, it's supposed to be before the Phantom Mentis. And then mm-hmm. I read something not too long ago that was like, Oh, this actually could be happening right at the same time or right after the force of the Phantom Mentis, you know, huh, like, okay. of like when, 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 uh, Mace Windu and Yoda kind of acknowledge something, but kind of, mm-hmm. you know, something's kind of hidden. It's like, Oh, like, who knew about this and when did they know it and all, you know, so it's, it's, we don't know what to expect from Acolyte just yet. Um, the one thing we can expect is uh, that it won't have a commercial break. Um, okay. <laughs> just wanted to throw one right in there since we yeah. were, uh, and before I forgot. Uh, so Hauser led us on, onto a whole, whole, stream of consciousness thinking about like what could happen uh especially with the clones uprising um but i liked his story arc in these two episodes and Mm -hmm. and perhaps you know perhaps bad batch will prove us all wrong and that every person that we've met along this way they're setting up for 
you know, something in the future. The the guy with the missing horn, and I and I hate mm-hmm. to dwell on Infested, but the I mean that was one like kind of brutal, scary moment, you know, with the Luke. Oh right. Did it remind you of Visago? Visago from um, Rebels, he has a missing horn. He's a Devarian oh. missing horn. So obviously they talk nothing alike. Like no. their voices and mannerisms, and I thought their skin tone might even be different, but it did kind of like add to like the backstory of perhaps why Visago would have lost his horn as well. So it's like that idea of a of a debt paid or you know separate hmm. um i thought about cooking up tonight we're cooking up some davarians some horns yeah. <laughs> like a nice broth but that was kind of too too gross and gruesome and really Bone I, wanted broth. To, I wanted yeah i wanted to celebrate more about uh hera's return so it was great it was it's great to see her you know and you see uh the scene where she's like kind of flying the hand, with her hand. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like the, you can tell, and like there's so many like little things that are interesting. Like you, know, her father saying like, "All I've known is war, and I don't wish that for you. That's my dream." You know, and it's no, like, oh, it's so, oh, so, so I know when that I heard that I was like, oh, that's like crushing. Yeah. So because you know you know what her life is and and you know what she's consumed with so. I guess for maybe a short period of time, like, no, because she's, I'm trying to remember back to the novel um, when she first meets Kanan, like she was, if she was rebel then. Part part of me in this, in the episode 12, uh, I knew it wasn't going to happen because it would be way too soon. But when they get into, because like when they, when Chopper can't disarm the cannons and, (laughs) And Omega's like, oh, we can get in that shuttle. You always wanted to fly, don't you? I part of me thought, like, what if it's the ghost that they get into? And <laughs> like that just, you know, that's how she gets the ghost. It's like yeah. I stole, a, you know, an Imperial shuttle, you know, and then it's like, but it's like ah, it's, for, too, it's too soon. Too for, soon. Uh, yeah. 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 That uh it was nice though. Uh I'm I'm trying to think um of some of the other important plot beats, I guess, of those those two um you know, I mean, obviously at the end of the one, her parents are imprisoned um, and and they go back for her. Um, I mean, that's basically the rescue part is is her hiring the Bad Batch, essentially. And- one of my favorite lines uh, in this episode arc was, um, well, there's a couple of them actually, but like I loved how Omega... Cause she's, you know, like she's, like she said, I'm really good at strategy. It's almost mm-hmm. like sometimes her words are strategic with not even meaning to be strategic. Cause you know, she has that child heart of gold thing. Mm-hmm. And I love the logic that she has of when Hunter's like, you know, we can't go help her. You know, if we put our, you know, if we, if we risk our lives, we can't risk our lives for everyone who needs help. And then Omega just comes back with, you know, isn't that what soldiers do? And it's like, it's like, damn, you got me. <laughs> you know, like, and I just, I just love that. Like the fact that she can just turn it right back around on it, yeah. you know? And like, she does it later on too. Of Like, you know, she's just trying to help her fam. I can't do her accent. I'm just trying to help her family. I do the same for you, Hunter. Oh you know, yeah. That, like, that line was just like, you know, and, and it's, it's odd because she does refer to them as brothers and yet mm-hmm. it's a very, parental child relationship that she has with them. Right. Um, 
and it kind of reminds me like uh so my my wife's from a very large family she's number 10 out of 12. wow and she always talks about how her oldest brothers are kind of like they're more like uncles because by the time they were you know she was a kid they were you know starting to have families of their own or just of that age where they were just kind of like yeah like uncles so um that's what's funny like is like my sister's kids are 13 and 10 and i know if i ever have kids like mm -hmm. you know they'll be miles apart in age and so it's mm -hmm. like it will what would they think of them as you know even though they'd be first cousins it's like oh like you would almost think of them as an uncle at that point because like they're mm, so much yeah. older. Yeah, the age the age difference difference. But you know, I, I mean it just depends on um, you know uh, I guess how how they interact or when they interact. I mean my my sister who lives in Washington, you know, we, we get together almost yearly, you know, but it, it's that, that yearly communal thing. So the kids are kind of growing up you know, having that, that interaction at least. So mm -hmm. I digress away from no. star Wars and into life. Um, <laughs> so that, yeah, go ahead. Well, so that's, that's kind of, we've kind of touched on all my main points. Really. The crime boss name was Roland. Uh, he was the son oh. of Isa Durand uh, in episode 13. Uh, we, have, we actually talked more about episode thirteen, the episode we didn't like, more than the two that we did like. I mean, it was uh, really, it was really hard to kind of. I mean, uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, that's it. But uh, yeah, like I said, like the things that I've already said that once. Like one of the things I thought was dumb was that like after they lose the spice, your natural thing to do is let let that play out with the pikes, let him mm -hmm. the pikes kill him, and then just take your bar back. And so that to me made no sense for them to go immediately back into the bar to be caught by the pikes. You know, it's like, who thought of that? That's the. I know that you have to have something to do in the plot, but like, I'm like, I, who, I, you know? I, I'm just confused by the title as well and how that, like, it almost makes me think like, are these bugs going to come into play again? I don't think they will. So then, what? I don't know. Like her office was infested, just like cave cavern thing that was like so yeah. confused anyway um i but, i do yeah go ahead i was saying like one thing it you know like it, it's at the very beginning of that episode it, some time has really passed though since ryloth too because they mm -hmm. they comment that they've been on a mission and it, it you know that sid really needs to pay them well because they were uh having to deal with gun darts so you're like oh, oh. right right so you're like oh like so some time has passed for sure since ryloth they don't let yeah. you know how much but right um well yeah i mean I, I guess if we don't have anything else uh to say about these episodes uh we can we can kind of close the books on those uh the sooner the better um for me enjoyed enjoyed uh what you know again setting up characters great but let's get to some payoff okay That's well it's I'm like it's like about. i always forget his name because i always hated him until rebels um the pirate oh yeah right uh, right uh, yeah um, because you know, I, I hated him in Clone Wars. I just yes. every, every episode in Clone Wars, I just wanted to fast forward over it because I hated it so much. And that to me it was like, is this new guy, you know, uh, Roland, going to be the new pirate guy that just pops up like, hey, there's, oh. my, there's my buddies, like you know, right. <laughs> you know like, yeah. But I mean, his like his demeanor is a lot different. Than, <laughs> true, you know, um, and and uh, they they like to introduce that whole pirate 
you know, life, you know, I, I guess, you know, it's kind of a, so, well, um, I know, I know you, uh, you picked up the Plagueis book. Um, yeah, I think, I think you showed that to me before, before we, we hit record, yeah. before we hit record. I have been listening to the second book in the, uh, the high Republic series, the rising storm. So I've been listening to the audio book of that. Yeah. I, I've been enjoying it actually. Um, he, he wrote something else. I know his name. I can't think of what else he wrote. Um, but the, yeah, the, the first book, the first book, it took me a, it took me a bit to kind of get in the groove of the, the, the characters. So, um, and, and I think because you're dealing with a different time period, mm-hmm. there's a lot of different characters and you're kind of, you're kind of grasping at like, who am I following? Who's the, who, who should I root for? What? And especially because at, at the very beginning, there's, they pull some punches where you're just like, Oh wait, now what's happening? Oh, this well, is that, so. Yeah. That's what always throws me off about stuff like that is that, you know, it, something like this mm-hmm. that's so in a different period, I can yeah. accept that. I can accept that I'm not going to know any of these characters. So I approach it that way. Like all these are new characters. Great. But with like something like with the aftermath trilogy, you, you lead off with wedge. And so like, it already puts me in that mode of like, Oh, I'm dealing with a character I know. And so from that point on, if I'm not with, with yeah. those characters, I know then I don't want to care about those new characters. I want to stick right. to characters I know. So that's, that's to me the, the, the hard thing to do is like, how mm. do you write, you know? And, and although Yoda is alive during this period of time, you know, don't get your expectations up for seeing Yoda. And I think that that was smart on one part because when they do introduce or bring Yoda in, it's not oh, like yeah, you're going Yaddle. to be. <laughs> does, Yaddle, does Yaddle make a appearance? I don't think so. I want more Yaddle. <laughs> I don't think there's more Yaddle. I mean, it's a thousand years, I guess, yeah. right? Or no, 500 years before is what it is. I can't remember. Um, but it's, it's enjoyable. I, I enjoy that time period. I like the second book. It's getting darker. Um, and I'm, I don't know, I've been working on my house. And so it tends to be the the thing that I put on, you know, to like, Oh, okay, let's get some stuff done. And, and it kind of gets me into the rhythm of like, not sweating my face off <laughs> outside as I'm, as I'm trying to prep my house for painting but um and um yeah i'm trying to think of any other like big star wars star wars news other than the fact that i saw that luke skywalker with grogu uh, oh right yeah yeah no i can't i can't think of anything uh sort of oh what was i gonna say uh something about oh i'm i'm curious about future lego sets with uh if they make any more bad batch sets in that all of these clone troopers you know are now like i said earlier all in the white solid white armor except mm-hmm. for hauser because the solid white clone trooper is actually a very rare minifigure in lego oh. uh, because oh. they only put them out in two sets one was like a uh a, a, a attack pack whatever they call them it's like a mm-hmm. and then there was one other one that had like one it's just the solid white because most of the clone wars you know, have the colors on them and that's what lego did it was like oh like these are 501st you know these are Obi-Wan's troops. These are uh, Mace Windu's trips. You know, like, and so you had the different colors with them. But to actually find a solid white clone trooper, not a stormtrooper, for everyone out there listening, 
huh. you know they're actually quite valuable they're about 40 bucks a minifigure because they're they're, they're pretty rare and so i'm curious if they make anything past the shuttle would they put like a solid white uh, mm-hmm. uh clone figure i to, i would think they might even modify the helmet mm-hmm. you know like we might see one more modification it, Especially if they enact this this uh, shift away from clones, um, you know, it could you could very easily see them, you know, because you know the clones had their personality even though they were all the same, right? So, um, but but the idea that the empire is going with more anom- anonymous people under mm. the same the same disguise or the same uniform, you know. Because aside from from a, a few stormtroopers here or there, like Hoth gear or scout trooper, like for the most part, they're all the the classic stormtrooper. Eventually, yeah. so um, all right. Well, uh, we can we can call it a night here at the old Owen and Bruce barbecue. Well, sorry, we didn't go a note for note for everyone out there for the episodes, but I think you got the the meat of everything we wanted. And I, I don't. There wasn't really like a lot of Easter eggs aside from no. like a few, and I, I thought you had a really great deep. I mean, that's that's a that's a good nugget there. You know, you're not going to find that on your. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, like when you look up Easter eggs or you know things for trivia, you know, it's like I haven't I haven't heard anybody that made that connection about about Hera back to to Thrawn. So that's a that's a yeah. Good it's just it's so. just one of those things. Like oh yeah, that, that's that little bit there. Because mm-hmm. you know? I mean, like I'm kind of like Chris. Like anything with Thrawn, I used to remember it. Just like <laughs> like I'm usually like just glued to the the screen and like oh like it's Thrawn. He's so cool. You know? Oh, that was the other news though. Uh, the rumblings about rumors of of Ahsoka? casting. Yeah, yeah. You know, casting uh, Thrawn and uh, Ezra. Ezra. So, and the actor, the rumored actor to play Ezra right now is the actor that played, played in Aladdin, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um, the actor to play Thrawn was the one that voiced him. Yeah, the, the cartoon. Yeah, and the, which, the Rebels. Yeah, which just makes total sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the age, too, fits, too, because you could still have a younger Thrawn and, and he could he could kind of, you know, have that. It's all makeup, you know. It's you all makeup. I yeah. mean, you don't, know, you don't know how they age, so... They got to do something with like face dots on him to make him blue, though. Yeah, right? blue, and then like you wonder like how he's gonna make his eyes all red. That's gonna right. be trippy. Yeah, that's gonna be a tricky character to pull off, special mm-hmm. effects wise. I mean, because you don't want you you don't want a Sonic the Hedgehog fiasco like oh, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, and I mean you don't want a Doctor Manhattan kind of incident. You know, you don't want him glowing too much. You know, you want mm-hmm. just the right amount of skin skin tone glow i mean that's tricky so well, should have got tobias maybe that's why they 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 ordered that deep fit guy they're like yeah. hey we need your help on Thrawn too um it'll be cool like i yeah i mean i think that's still quite a, a ways out though this like a series but the ahsoka series yeah i can't remember if it's 2022 or 2023 but it seems like 2023 you almost worry like because i know that if i was dave filoni being me you really want to be hands-on with every single thing. You know, like I would want to do, you know, everything with Boba Fett, everything with Mandalorian, everything with Ahsoka, everything I'd want to do it. But it's like right now it's like, while the iron's hot, you want to do it all. And it's like, yeah, because like, you know, we're, we're supposedly getting uh book of Boba Fett in December. And then right. they still have not really announced Mandalorian. We should know that it's going to be after the book of Boba Fett. So that could be, you know, March of next year for all we know uh, or um, later. 
Well, and then later this year, though, um, and I think September is when Visions, I want to say, Visions starts. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Very excited about seeing just all of the different... I'm, I'm excited about the idea of artists and, and animators playing within that realm and creating stuff. So, which is a little different than the Marvel what if. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's similar because it is a little bit of a what if, like, what if this is what, how Star Wars was, um, but, um, but not, not beholden to like, oh, because I think of more of the Marvel what if show as like, what if Tony Stark had done this and not that? Right as opposed to like letting animators just be like, I'm creating a whole landscape and you know, did, did you see the, uh, the new Lego series sets that were announced yesterday? No, for star Wars or Marvel? No, no, no. Like, oh, just in the, general, the, the mini fig series. So like, you know, the, series. so from the last 14 years, 15 years, they mm -hmm. usually release two per year. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. Of uh, minifig series, and you know, most of the time they're just you know series one, series two, and they're just random minifigs. Uh, every now and then you'll get one like Harry Potter, or like the last one that was out, which was uh, uh, Looney Tunes series. Oh, okay. Well, the yeah. new one that's coming out is a Marvel uh, series, and it's going to be all of these Disney series characters. So you're going to get the Scarlet Witch as she was in oh. uh, WandaVision. You're going to get White Vision. You're going to get. Uh, so cool. Uh, the ones that I think are really cool are you're getting um, a what if. You're getting a couple of what ifs. You're getting a zombie Captain America. Weird. Uh, you're getting a African American Star Lord. Okay. Uh, you're getting so you're gonna get like you're gonna get the and so you're getting a Loki with the uh, the TVA stuff on him. You know, oh, in, nice. in the tan suit. Like you're getting some of the ones from the series, but you're also getting some of the what ifs as well. Oh, so it's, it's cool. a neat neat little minifig series. I think there's ten ten or twelve. You know. Uh, ones, so, but you're getting all the the characters you want. So I always um, like those. Real quick, uh, before we wrap this up, did you did you see the Ghostbusters trailer? I did. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of that? Uh, you know, I, I I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's it's I it's going to be a vast improvement over the 2016 Ghostbusters because I I hated I didn't even finish that movie. I I stopped watching it like halfway through. <laughs> uh, but you know, I I. I kind of called it the first time I saw a trailer for it that I didn't want it to be a Stranger Things type movie, mm -hmm. but that's that's basically what it's going to be. Like the kids are taking over type adventure, but that's fine. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's still going to be enjoyable and fun, and you know that a lot of the original characters are still going to be in it. I wish Rick Rick Romanis Rick Moranis, you know, had a cameo. I'm not sure if he does or doesn't, but uh, well, this this trailer at least dropped two. It did two hints like yeah. Annie Potts. Any pots and, and like Bill Murray straight up and yeah. and uh, well Dan Aykroyd wasn't it Dan Aykroyd or was it I thought Bill Murray answered the phone at the end well, was it okay I didn't know whose voice that was it could have been for some reason I thought it was Dan Aykroyd but could have been Bill Murray uh, it's one of the one of the main but yeah I'm looking forward to it. I mean I've always liked Ghostbusters uh, I mean so, Jay yeah, Jay will, Jay will be you know more excited than than I ever will be. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, we'll see because you know the CGI is going to be yeah. unbelievable. Oh, um, the scene with like the the cute little marshmallow man that was yeah. that was, that was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, and if anybody wants to check out what Jay is doing, check out Geek Dad Life. I know he did a reactions um, video, and I'm sure it might come up on the RCAD. So if you yeah. enjoy Nick and I talking, and you don't know what the RCAD is, check out Ramblecast After Dark. For those of you that do know. 
of course, we are part of the Jay and Jack network of shows. Nick, you had one more thing to say before I round us out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was saying, like, the only thing, the only aside from any Star Wars film, the only time I can remember ever getting excited for something nostalgic from my childhood was when the first Transformer movie came mm. out. Because I cried. Uh, uh, because it wasn't it wasn't because of anything in the movie. It was because the first time I heard Optimus Prime's voice for the first time since I was a child, that I was like, "Holy oh. cow!" I was like, "Cause it it, it just struck a chord mm-hmm. of hearing that voice and like all yeah. that all the feelings coming back." And I was like, yes, I, Papa. I loved Transformers when I was a child." So yeah, like, I did too. Transformers, Smurfs, and Ninja Turtles later on. Like mm-hmm. those were my three big shows. Uh, and DuckTales and, and Tailspin were probably, like, second tier. But, yeah. Anyway, so that's just a trip down memory lane. But, yeah. <laughs> Which is what we do on the Ramblecast after dark. Yeah. We, we definitely talk, talk in depth about that. But we got our Star Wars on. so yeah. we, get, we get Star Wars on Ramblecast, too, to Jack's annoyment. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you enjoy what we do, go over to jandjack.com. Uh, check on the patron link to become a patron member. Or... Uh, go over to iTunes, rate and review the show for us. We would appreciate that. Send us an email at theforceswelldone at gmail.com. And today, I have a couple patrons that make this show possible. I'm going to read off their Star Wars Bad Batch uh, inspired uh, names. So we have Tack, aka Tech, aka Goggles. I didn't have a, didn't have a nice, fun alliteration. Teak? Teak. Goggles. Okay, sorry, that one didn't work. I also, no. No, it was all right. Uh, I always have to say Echo, Echo, or Eckhart because it just m- makes sense to me. Um, but Richter is from Ryloth in this episode, and Ed the Devarian, Maggie from Mantel, and Spice Plan Joanne, which is actually I think my favorite. So it's my favorite favorite use of spice in the whole thing. So get your spice on. We'll see you next time when we review the last arc of the Bad Batch um, and not a moment too soon. No, it says right there on Disney Plus, new episode every Friday. So if it doesn't just keep going, I'm going to be mad. (laughs) This was a great show, Nick. Thanks for joining me. One One in a parsec. One in a parsec.